The session for the Indiana General Assembly keeps on rolling down the line. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Eric Berman, chief political correspondent here at 93 WIBC. The man covers the State House. This is the State House Review. He joins us right now. Before we get to State House issues, Governor Holcomb coming out and saying, mask mandate, that's going away. Advisory, that's there. Dr. Christina Box, uh, the State Health Director there, saying, uh, you should still wear a mask. Where is is the legislature and where are people telling you they are on uh, the governor's response here um the senate has been kind of quiet on this so the response from uh, the legislature the rest of the way has been generally positive um and positive for different reasons um the uh the, the house speaker todd houston said we're glad to see the mask mandate going away it's uh, it's high time to do it the House Minority Leader, Phil Giaquinta, said, I'm a little concerned about taking the mask mandate away. But the other piece of that announcement was finally we're taking vaccinations universal. Um, basically, bo- both sides saying in different ways we like where we are. We're still sort of keeping an eye on the things we don't like, but uh, we like where, how far we've come and uh, where this next step is taking us. So talk to me about where we are with some maneuvers uh, in the House and the Senate. Uh, They still have a couple weeks left of the session. Uh, They want to get done early as uh, we keep hearing uh, about it. But I haven't heard much this week about what's going on in terms of what they're looking at. What have been the top three stories that have been discussed? It has been an unusually slow week, honestly. I shouldn't say unusually because there's been several slow weeks. It's always a little bit slow to ramp up after the House and Senate exchange each other's bills. Um, if anything, it may have been a little bit slower than usual this year. Um, one thing that uh, that's probably going to happen today, uh, just picking up on what we were just saying, today there is supposed to be, I mean, this was on the calendar Tuesday, it didn't happen, but there's supposed to be a vote in the Senate on amendments to the bill that would limit the governor's emergency powers. This is really, we keep talking about this as one thing, but it's moving on about three different tracks. I mean, there was the, the question of should the legislature just step in and terminate the emergency? Well, that would seem to be off the point with the governor's announcement. He's doing that himself. But there's also the discussion of should the legislature be involved? And then the vote today, if it comes up today, is going to be on some potential changes on, okay, not only do we want the legislature involved, but here's a list of things that we don't want future governors to be able to do. No no limits on churches, no limits on businesses, no limits on schools. Um, One that's not up today, but that has come up in the past, no limits on nursing home visitations. All All these more micro things as opposed to the macro issue. So there'll be a vote on that, and we'll get more of a sense of your original question of where is the legislature on this. So that might end up being the biggest one this week. The one I don't think has gotten a lot of attention that moved through committee earlier this week is the compact with the Pekagan Band of the Potawatomi, the Four Winds Casino up in South Bend. That is Indiana's only Native American casino. They've been open for a couple of years, and Native American casinos are not subject to state gaming rules. The Native American tribes um, are their own nation under, under federal law. But when they move from just slots to a full casino setup, as the racetrack casinos did last year, at that point, the state still doesn't control them, but they're supposed to 
strike a deal, you know, a negotiated agreement on, okay, here's what we'll abide by, here's how the money gets divvied up, and so forth. That, that deal has been cut. It took 18 months, but they've got an agreement. That has to be ratified by the legislature. That sailed through a House committee um, this week. There should be a floor vote coming up on it. And you know, that's a major deal once it happens. It gives the state a little bit of a say in uh, how things operate up there. I'm always amazed that Indiana is the state not moving at all on marijuana, but is all in on gambling. It's a very interesting story. (laughs) Eric Berman, chief political correspondent here at 93 WIBC. Let me take you out of the General Assembly and into the state of of politics in Indiana. You've written about it at WIBC.com. This is the first legitimate move of the Indiana Democratic Party to say we would like to be competitive. And it is Mike, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. I think it's Schmuel, S-C-H-M-U-H-L. He will now be the uh, chairman of the Indiana Democratic Party. This is the guy who managed Pete Buttigieg's presidential uh, campaign. And of course was with him uh, uh, there in, in, in South Bend. This first of all, never mind that the Buttigieg machine is, is now official and real and has some tentacles. This is absolutely a big move for the Democratic Party in Indiana. This is an opportunity for them, as I see it, to grow. The question is, what does that growth and what opportunity, what does that growth look like? And what opportunities do Democrats see with Schmuel behind the wheel? Um I don't know if the specific opportunity, once again, it's macro versus micro. I don't know that there's specific opportunities right now. And when I talked to uh, Mike Schmuel earlier this week, he said, look, this isn't going to happen overnight. You know, the, the question is, is he is he Kevin Stefanski or is he one of the 16 coaches who came before him in Cleveland? I mean, the the party cannot go much lower than it is right now. They finished third in about a third of the counties in the governor's election last year. Um, Joe Biden got crushed. And I mentioned this in the story. It's not just that Joe Biden and the rest of the ticket got crushed statewide. This isn't even a map issue. When you look at gerrymandering, they're, they're losing most counties by 20 points. They're, there's only about a dozen counties that are even competitive. So that's the task, which uh, which Mike Schmuel says is, uh, is very much uh, – top of mind we've got to get competitive and then we've got to start actually winning some races but first we've even got to get competitive so the the macro game plan is what it's always been we've got to recruit better candidates we've got to build a bench at the local level and build up to where we can actually uh, compete at the at the higher level but actually carrying that out and winning some seats much less flipping majorities um that's a long-term project for the party by the way uh, kevin Stefanski is the head coach of the cleveland browns and only Eric Berman could drop that in Dennis Miller-like fashion and be like, yeah, that makes sense, and go. I mean, that's I crazed, man. Plath references. What was, uh, uh, my, there my should be more Dennis, of those. There should be more my, my Sylvia Plath Dennis. references. That's how I see it. I you One, one a week, whether we need it or not. And I, I, I will look forward to that the next time we speak. That right there is Eric Berman, chief political correspondent here at 93 WIBC. Eric, always a pleasure.